0: Thank mm. you.
1: Welcome to Worship with Westminster Presbyterian Church. However you are joining us, whenever you are joining us, we are happy to be worshiping with you today. As we begin worship together, I invite you to take two or three deep breaths just to center yourself in this place and in this space. Let us begin our worship in prayer. Loving God, as we gather for worship today, we offer our thanks and praise to you, creator and lover of all humanity. On this second Sunday in the Easter season, we praise you especially for your risen son, Jesus Christ. Born of Mary, he shares our life Eating with sinners, he welcomes us. Leading his followers, he guides us. Risen from the dead, he gives us new life. Alleluia! Amen.
2: Well, hello, it's nice to see you. I know that for some of you, some big changes are coming. Schools are opening up now in a way they weren't before where many, many people may be back and some for the first time. Some of my friends were sharing with me what they felt about that. And I thought it might be good to share those things with you. This is my friend, Lou. And Lou was talking about just how exciting going back to school was going to be with all the friends there. And there wasn't anything but eagerness when Lou talked about going back to school. Is That right? This is Hector. You may know Hector. You may have seen Hector before. And Hector said to me, "Ooh, I don't know really scared about going back. I've been at home for a long time and it makes me nervous. The thought of going back to school. I I don't feel so good about this. This is Chris and Chris was feeling two things at once. Chris was both really excited for everybody to be back in person, or most everybody. But at the same time, was feeling a little nervous about it. A little bit unsure of what it would mean. Two feelings. And this is Belle. And Belle said to me, she was just kind of confused by the whole thing, that the whole year has been confusing for her. She didn't know what to think and wasn't sure about this new time. Well, when I talked to my friends, they wanted to know one thing. Who's right? Who's feeling the right way? And what I told them, And what I'll tell you is when it comes to feelings, there's no right or wrong. There's just how you feel. And I think one of the reasons God invites us to pray is because it helps us get in touch with how we feel and to share them in a place that's safe. So we really know what's going on inside of us. And it takes a good bit of bravery to do that. And I'm really proud of you for the ways in which you've gotten to know what you feel about things, how you feel about things. The second thing I think God wants us to do is to really be aware for how other people might feel differently than we do. And if we're called to care for one another, care for our neighbors like Jesus taught us, then one of the things we have to learn is that when we feel one way about something someone else might feel very very different and so if you're going to be a good neighbor and a good friend you're going to have to remember that just because you might be excited or just because you might be scared that your neighbor might feel differently we need to make room for everyone's feelings well it is so good to be with you i hope you check back hope you watch Sunday School on our YouTube channel and I hope to see you again soon. Could we say a prayer together? Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for our friends. Thank you for our families. Help us to get through this time which is strange and a little scary and unsure so that we can be safe and happy and well. We love you, God. Amen. Take care. God's peace. As we move into a time of sharing our joys and concerns, I do encourage you to post your joys and concerns in the comments section. You may also simply bring these prompts into your prayer time now or throughout the week. We begin with gratitude. I invite you to turn your heart to gratitude, the things for which you are grateful, the people, the experiences. I invite you to share those things that may be causing you worry in your life, concern, care for another or a situation, invite you to lift up people, places, situations in need of God's healing or of our healing presence. We lift up together places in need of justice, and people who are in desperate need of being lifted up or set free or accompanied through a difficult time. We pray as well, we open our hearts, we open our minds in search of a greater wisdom, a wisdom from the Holy Spirit that can evermore shape us into being the people and the body that Christ calls us to be. May we, in our prayers, not only shape God, but be shaped by God now having offered our joys and our concerns and our cares to God and to one another let us join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray together saying our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts
3: my soul The storm is passing over. The storm is passing over. Hallelujah. Have courage, my soul. The morning light appears. The storm is passing over. The storm is passing over. The storm is passing. The storm is passing
1: over, hallelujah! Our scripture passage this morning will be read by the Reverend Eric Bean. He is the Transitional Mission Presbyter for the Presbytery of the Redwoods, and we're happy to have him with us in our virtual worship service this morning.
4: Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel according to John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. Let us listen for God's word to us this day. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain them, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told them, We have seen the Lord. But he said, Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Thank you to Eric for sharing the scripture with us this morning. Now, have you ever had someone share with you about an amazing movie they have just seen, or maybe it's a book they've read or a piece of art they've encountered. More than once, I've had a friend or family member tell me about the best movie ever. They are just filled with excitement about how impactful this movie has been on their lives. Now, when I hear these stories, I don't doubt that this person has had a wonderful experience with the movie. I believe that they really do think it is the best movie ever. Now that being said, if I myself haven't seen the movie, I can't necessarily agree with them that it's the best ever. I want to see it myself in order to offer my own testimony. I want to have my own experience i'm sure their experience has been great but their experience is not my experience now i think i think we have a little bit of this going on in the gospel story that we heard today yes i am about to compare the experience of seeing a movie with encountering the risen christ stick with me here So let's start actually before the passage that we heard today. Let's start with the passage that we heard last week on Easter Sunday, because that story immediately precedes the story that we heard today. So last week on Easter, we heard about the risen Jesus appearing to Mary Magdalene in the garden. And after their encounter, Mary Magdalene goes to the disciples and announces to them, I have seen the Lord. Can you imagine how excited she is to share this news? The disciples, however, don't really share in her excitement. In fact, this bit of news leaves them even more perplexed. So Jesus has been killed Now his tomb is inexplicably empty. And now Mary is saying that she has seen Jesus. The disciples were already freaked out and hearing about Mary's experience does nothing to help them. That's her experience, not theirs. Mary? it is great that you have seen the Lord, but we'll go ahead and stay locked up here in this house. Thank you very much. But then Jesus appears to the disciples. They get to have their own experience of the risen Christ. And then they get to go tell Thomas, because for whatever reason, he wasn't with them. We have seen the Lord, they proclaim, the exact thing Mary had told them. Well, says Thomas, that's great for you, but your experience is not my experience. I want to have my own encounter with the risen Christ. You see the pattern here, right? It is important for us to have our own experiences. Now usually this story is called the Doubting Thomas story. All of the attention gets focused on Thomas and his doubts. You know, it's often a story that's told as a sort of cautionary tale. Now I heard one pastor explain it like this, Thomas doubted, Doubting is bad. Don't be like Thomas. However, Thomas is not really the main character of this story. The main character is Jesus. So rather than focusing on Thomas's supposed doubts, let's instead take a look at what Jesus does in this story. First, when the disciples are so scared that they have locked themselves away in a house, Jesus appears to them. And he appears to them not to scold them for not believing Mary Magdalene's testimony. Instead, when Jesus appears to them knowing how frightened and confused they are, he offers them peace. The very first thing he says to them is, Peace be with you. Then, when Thomas is confused and uncertain, Jesus appears to him. Jesus appears to him not to scold him for not believing the disciples. Instead, Jesus offers Thomas the encounter with the risen Christ for which he yearns, showing Thomas his hands and his side. Jesus meets the disciples exactly where they are, giving them exactly what they need. This is not a story about the danger of doubt. This is a story about Jesus knowing us and meeting us exactly where we are. This is a story proclaiming that nothing keeps God from us, not fear, not doubt, not locked doors, not death, not a sealed tomb. God is with us always. Thanks be to God. That's great, you may say, but I need my own experience. I get it. I could stand up here telling you all about the disciples' experiences with the risen Christ, but that doesn't make it your experience. So let's take a moment to think about your own experiences with the risen Christ, say over the course of this past year. Now we all, certainly know what it feels like to be stuck inside a house filled with fear and anxiety day after day after day. We've had a lot of that experience lately. So I want to invite you to consider when, in the midst of all of the fear and anxiety of this pandemic, when have you experienced a moment of peace think on that now perhaps that moment of peace was an encounter with the risen Christ now in addition to offering his peace Jesus also offered the disciples his scars now notice here that he still has scars. Resurrection did not eradicate the pain of crucifixion. Resurrection does not deny the wounds of life. Instead, resurrection offers us hope, even a glimpse of joy in the midst of the pain. Resurrection reminds us that though we may suffer, we never suffer alone. So I invite you to consider again when, in the midst of the pain of this past year, when you experienced a moment of joy or a moment of hope. Perhaps that was an encounter with the risen Christ. author Nora Gallagher lost her brother Kit to cancer several years ago, and she wrote a memoir about it. She said that her life really no longer made any sense after his death, and her memoir, she says, was an attempt to to reclaim her life and her own sense of the sacred in this world. And she titled that memoir, Practicing resurrection because throughout her grieving process she realized that resurrection doesn't necessarily just happen with a snap of the fingers she had to practice she had to look for signs of the risen Christ around her in her relationships in the natural world she had to practice noticing how God was showing up in her life. She had to learn about the experiences of the disciples and then go and have experience of the risen Christ of her own. So Gallagher writes in that memoir, What if the resurrection is not about the appearances of Jesus alone, but also about what those appearances pointed to? What they asked and it's finally what we do with them that matters using them as stepping stones to new life we have to practice resurrection and you know the thing about practice we get better and better at whatever it is we're practicing. The more we practice seeing the risen Christ in our lives, the more we will experience it. The more we practice trusting that God is with us always, the more we will experience it. The more we practice, the more we allow ourselves to believe in the hope and the promise of new life, to believe that our sorrow will turn into joy, to trust that the risen Christ shows up in our lives now and always. I'm reminded of a story shared by the theologian Henry Nouwen. Nouwen was quite taken with a group called the Flying Rodleys. They were trapeze artists who performed in Germany. Now talk about something that takes a lot of practice, the Flying Trapeze. So Nouwen ended up becoming good friends with this group and even did some traveling with them. Here's a picture of Nouwen trying out the trapeze himself. So Nouwen shared a story about one of the conversations he had with the leader of that group. and says, one day I was sitting with the leader of the troop talking about flying, and he told me, as a flyer, I must have complete trust in my catcher. The public might think that I am the great star of the trapeze, but the real star is Joe, my catcher. He has to be there for me with split-second precision and grab me out of the air as I come to him in the long jump. How does it work? Nowen asked. The secret is that the flyer does nothing and the catcher does everything. When I fly to Joe, I simply have to stretch out my arms and hands and wait for him to catch me. You do nothing, I said, surprised. Nothing, he repeated. The worst thing the flyer can do is try to catch the catcher. I am not supposed to catch Joe. It's Joe's task to catch me. A flyer must fly, and a catcher must catch, and the flyer must trust with outstretched arms that his catcher will be there for him. So now, and concludes this story with a reflection of his own. He says, Remember that you are the beloved child of God. God will be there when you make the long jump. Don't try to grab, God will grab you. Just stretch out your arms and hands and trust, trust, trust. So in our Gospel story today, Jesus tells Thomas, Do not doubt, but believe. Now this is often seen as a scolding. How dare you doubt, Thomas? But what if instead, it's an invitation? You do not need to doubt, says Jesus, because I am with you always. Just stretch out your hands and arms, and I will catch you. Now, I can imagine Jesus asking, you're not so sure about that? Still still needing some more experience? That's okay. Practice as much as you want. I will always be here. Amen.
2: A word of thanks for all the ways in which your generosity has supported this important ministry, for your gifts of time, countless hours volunteered, your gifts of expertise, your wisdom and experience lent to the work that God is doing through Westminster, and of course through your financial contributions and pledges. Your giving, your generosity has helped make this ministry what it is, a thriving and growing embodiment of the body of Christ here on earth. So thank you. As you can see, there are several ways you can give, and we invite you within your means to give generously to support this very important ministry. There's a lot going on in the life of this beloved community. The best way to stay connected, especially during this time, is to be receiving the weekly e-news, If you're not getting that in your email inbox and would like to, please contact the church office to make sure that we can get you signed up. There each week you see what's happening from classes offered to events being held and other opportunities you might like to take advantage of. So please sign up there, check the website and other materials. Just yesterday we had a work day at the church to do some landscaping hosted by the Buildings and Grounds Commission. It was a great reminder that deeper engagement in the church can not only benefit the body that we all care about so much, but can be a time of fellowship and growth in faith and growth in relationships. As we start to emerge from this pandemic, it's a wonderful time to renew your commitment to this community. Maybe you wanna try a class out for the first time. Maybe join one of the important commissions, the workhorses of this faith community, or maybe explore something else altogether but I encourage you to take this as an opportunity to do so. Finally, I want to tell you, if you didn't already know, that we are indeed worshiping in person now. So if you uh, would like to come to church and be back in this very sanctuary, you are warmly invited to do so. You simply sign up on the website, on the homepage, there's a link. And we have a well-ventilated space. We keep the windows open and the doors open. We practice some distancing. We follow the the county health guidelines about capacities. Right now we're at 50% capacity. And we all wear masks, all of us, throughout the entire service. We do everything we can to make this as safe as possible. So if you'd like to be back here worshiping in person, indoors, we'd love to see you sign up. If staying at home is still what's right for you, Don't worry, we won't leave you behind. We'll keep doing this uh, as well until all is well.
3: Hymn 246, Christ is Alive. Christ is alive
1: As you go from this place, know that the love of God, who is our creator, Jesus Christ, our redeemer, the Holy Spirit, our sustainer, goes with you now and always. Amen.